The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It has declared what it calls the International LGBT Public Movement an extremist organisation and banned its activities across that country. The ruling was prompted by a motion from the Justice Ministry, even though no such organisation exists as a legal entity. Now, joining me to talk about this is Adam Long, Board Director with the National LGBT Federation. Uh, Adam, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, can you uh, tell us about your reaction to this? Uh, Because it's obviously an unwelcome move, uh, but hardly, given the nature of repression in Russia, hardly a surprising one. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, my reaction, I suppose, three kind of key points really came to mind. Um, First of all, you're quite correct, Pat, this It's a kind of a culmination, really, of the extreme persecution we've seen in Russia now, decades, kind of long persecution, um, and that's intensified uh, in recent years. Um, And I think it's kind of a common feature, really, of autocrats and uh, and dictators like uh, Vladimir Putin that kind of to deflect from internal criticism, let's say, you know, there's things like rampant corruption in Russia. Obviously, the failure is, you know, the the failure is uh, with the war in Ukraine. Um, so I think you see the scapegoating of minorities and the scapegoating of the LGBT plus community, you know, we're often referred to as the canary in the coal mine when it comes to the kind of the broader undermining of, of human rights and uh, and uh, democratic values. Um, the other point, as, as you quite rightly alluded to as well, you know, there is no one singular LGBT international movement. So in a sense, I think this is designed more to instill fear and kind of spread hatred, really, against the LGBT plus community. And uh, within hours of that judgment being handed down, we saw um, numerous gay bars being raided across Moscow. Uh, so I think that that's testament, I think, to the to the intent of this uh, of this move, which is really to, as I said, I suppose, um, further persecute and further uh, discriminate against uh, an already highly vulnerable community in in Russia. Mm. Now, the the impact of this on uh, people who just you know don't agitate or make public pronouncement, but just go about their business. Obviously, it will uh, push people back into the closet. Number one. But number two, are there those in public life who advocate for LGBT who will now be silenced or perhaps will feel they have to get out of town to emigrate? Well, there's already been, um, I suppose, kind of an evacuation of LGBT plus people from Russia, Uh, you know, started in 2013, but this more severe and I suppose this intensified persecution now will will certainly, I think, drive those who have continued fighting the good fight in the country uh, further underground, or or indeed they will need to escape the country. Um, You know, the persecution really is that extreme. But again, as I said, I think this idea that it's targeting, you know, this, you know, nebulous, you know, international kind of movement, um, the intent is to sow fear and is to sow hatred against individual, I think, LGBT plus citizens. So even just being open, even just perhaps you know, uh, showing a rainbow flag online, that now will be will be criminalised, you know, under, under this law. It really is kind of uh, extraordinary. What I would say as well, Pat, is that the condemnation from, you know, the, the United Nations, you know, I saw a very strong uh, condemnation from the, the Human Rights Commissioner. Uh, the EU has been out, you know, um, condemning the move. And that's all very necessary and welcome. But I think in addition to that strong verbal condemnation, we also need to see very practical, kind of tangible actions taken on top of that. So, for example, we need to be supporting those Russian um, LGBT uh, plus, you know, um, activists and advocates. I think that's financial, that's helping them to escape the country if necessary. Um, and also, I think what we can do here in, in Europe and here in Ireland 
is not to fall for a lot of this backlash that we're seeing against, you know, not just LGBT plus rights, but that kind of liberal kind of democratic kind of piece, because they very much go hand in hand. And I think we can very much kind of say we're not going to fall for that. We're going to continue expanding LGBT plus rights, um, because a lot of the disinformation that we're seeing, you know, uh, online, and, and of course, we had a very recent example of that here in Ireland, you know, there was a report that came out only uh, recently from the European Union Foreign uh, Foreign Policy uh, Agency. And it shows that, in fact, the Kremlin, uh, Russia, is behind a lot of this flooding of, of, I suppose, to destabilise Western democracies. But as part of that, and, you know, interfering with elections, there's also the homophobic and the anti-LGBT and the anti-transgender uh, rhetoric uh, and material, which is actually coming in large part from Russia. So mm. I think that's very, I think that needs to be called out, in fact. Now, statistically, and I don't think Russia would be any different to any other uh, country in the world, be it, uh, you know, the Western world or uh, the Eastern world, um, there there are bound to be uh, LGBT plus people around Putin. Do we know of any? Well, uh, of course, you know, nothing has been confirmed to that extent uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, there, there certainly have been rumours uh, to that effect. But, um, I, you know, I don't think that's been that's been kind of verified. Um, I mean, but, uh, obviously, they would be fearful um, to, to be very public. But I'm just wondering to, to what extent. I mean, you say this is a fig leaf for repression generally. Uh, it's easy to target LGBT plus uh, ally that with, uh, you know, the corruption of Western Europe and all that sort of thing to create the enemy without, uh, uh, by targeting the enemy within. Yes, quite possibly. Uh, And of course, we've seen that as well, haven't we, uh, in history. Uh, And I'm taken actually by a a comment made, um, he's actually a Russian professor and he's based uh, in UCD, uh, Dr. Konnikov. uh, And he said that in fact, this law is kind of similar in many respects to, let's say, what happened in, you know, the Soviet Union and in other authoritarian, you know, regimes throughout history, um, where, you know, it is about kind of instilling that fear, perhaps closer, you know, with, within the country, uh, first and foremost. And, and certainly, again, as I said, we've seen examples of that in the past. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but, but ultimately, I think the point does need to be made, and it comes back to that, you know, it is about scapegoating. It is about... Um, you know, and I think in this context with, with what's happening with, you know, Russia's brutal invasion of Ukraine, it also has to be said that it's in that broader context also, because Ukraine obviously is looking for, is looking to join the European Union, you know, wants to have a European future. And what we see then is Putin, and again, it's a, it's a, it's a feature of other dictators also, trying to cynically associate, let's say, the LGBT community with that kind of, as if somehow it's a Western phenomenon, which of course is absolute nonsense. But that is the tactic that's being played out here. Now, I want to bring it uh, home to Ireland and, you know, what the LGBT plus uh, response was to uh, the riots uh, instigated by the far right, but finding many eager fellow travellers who wanted to to loot and just cause uh, mayhem and destruction. How fearful is that community of uh, the far right and their activities? Well, there is great concern, Pat, uh, regarding the activities, the agitation of, of the far right in Ireland. Uh, and, you know, the LGBT plus community, along with other minority communities, actually have been very vocal and have been, have been very clear for quite some time now that that threat needs to be taken very seriously. Uh, and I think the disorder and the thuggery that we saw uh, on the 23rd of November last 
that really kind of should be seen as it's a, it's it's more of an escalation of the far right extremism that has been targeting you know the asylum you know uh, asylum accommodation centres, but also libraries and bookshops stopping LGBT cost materials. We've had this far right kind of agitation, which has been you know uh, seeking to censor and seeking to erase. LGBT plus, you know, visibility and representation in our libraries. So, as I said, the LGBT plus sectoral group released a statement shortly after the, the riots um, and really as part of the robust response to the far right. I think what we're calling for now is the passage of the hate crime bill, which is which is before the Oireachtas, uh, and we agree with the Taoiseach and the Tánaiste, who say that, you know, it shows that our laws now need to be fit for purpose to respond mm-hmm. to extremism and to respond to hate. And also, I think we need to see... Um, the uh, online platforms finally being held to account. We need to have a rigorous, I think, regulatory framework. And indeed, as the uh, European headquarters for many of the big tech companies, I think Ireland needs to be proactive in that respect. We have a special responsibility and I think we need to take the lead. Yeah, it, it strikes me as very odd that uh, in terms of X, formerly known as uh, Twitter, it appears that the authorities tried to get in touch with X and get some cooperation from them to take down uh, stuff that was incendiary and uh, they got no response. It seems it's very hard to get someone from X on the telephone, never mind anything else. But these politicians insist on staying on Twitter, in spite of the fact that uh, the man who owns Twitter is uh, pr- fairly toxic Uh, I don't know how many of them drive Tesla cars either. But anyway, um, if you can't get cooperation from uh, someone to try and uh, limit damage to public order and so on, uh, why would you stay on this platform? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point, Pat. Um, but I think it is extraordinary, isn't it? And, and you know, the Minister for Justice alluded to this in the, in the Oireachtas. You know, there were attempts uh, throughout the day, throughout the day of the rioting, uh, to have this, you know, to have the the the, the thoughts, the disinformation, to have that taken down, uh, and uh, and those requests went unheeded. And I think that's that's a serious challenge. And I think that's 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 a confrontation. Of, of, of our democracy. It, it's a threat to our democracy and I think we absolutely should not stand over that and we shouldn't normalise that. Um, and I understand the Minister now will be meeting with, 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 with X, but as you say, we have a bad actor <laughs> uh, who's at the top of, 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 of that platform and who is, you know, um, you could say, um, uh, you know, taking advantage or, in no. or uh, I saw an article over the weekend inflaming tensions uh, and I don't think we should we, we should stand for that. No. So I think what happened on the 23rd of November I think should serve as a very clear, you know, wake-up call uh, on a number of levels but certainly the threat of the far right and the, the, the online space. All right, Adam. You know, we need to be clear about that. Thank you very much for joining us. Adam Long, Board Director with the National LGBT Federation. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.